Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name is always Devin Turak, and today I'm joined by Patrick Gleason. Hello, hello. Patrick Ramsahoy. Hello. Dwayne McKinnon. Hello. And that's everyone. We don't, we don't have Paul today. Um, let's jump straight into... <laughs> that, that, does that mean that our recording is going to be like five minutes shorter? Exactly. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> listen, the guy works so much oh. that he very rarely has time for anything fun other than like our Tuesday night streams. And for some reason, he's constantly online playing games with Gavin, but we, we won't, we won't yes. talk about that. Let's, let's jump straight into our weeks slash month in the hobby. Uh, and let's kind of mix it up today. Let's start with Dwayne first. Uh, well, um, with me, uh, the main story of the past month in the hobby really has been uh, Pathfinder Society. So I mentioned on the last podcast that uh, I've been enjoying the Pathfinder second edition system. And I wanted to do a bit more with it. I wanted to try things out with a character from the start. Uh, Pathfinder Society is sanctioned by Paizo, the company that makes Pathfinder. Uh, they put out adventures for it. They call them scenarios. And there's a ton of groups all over the world playing this stuff. And because all your adventures are recorded centrally with Paizo, you can move your character around to any of these games. I've been having an awful lot of fun with it. Um, and my guy just hit uh, sixth level. So something like, uh, I'm like 17 games in because I played uh, one of their quests, which doesn't offer as much XP. And I also played one adventure twice, even though you don't normally do that. But uh, I did, so I, the second time I didn't get any credit for it. No XP, no, um, no points, nothing like that. That was accidental, right? You didn't mean to do it, it just happened? No, I didn't, didn't mean to do it. I just didn't notice that I played it before. Uh, so this was, it was exactly a month ago, actually. I had uh, signed up to play a game on my birthday. And uh, because there wasn't anyone on the waiting list, uh, I got to play anyway. Right. So I've been doing that a lot. Uh, I've been annoying Jen because I've been doing it so much. Hmm. Um, but having an awful lot of fun, really enjoy the Alchemist I'm playing. It's uh, been a blast, pardon the pun. Um, and so that's the main thing I've been doing. Uh, and that. Uh, uh, the Marvel Limited side of things, I've just started October 2013. Uh, the two big things going on are the Infinity Crossover by Jonathan Hickman and the Battle of the Autumn crossover by Brian Michael Bendis. 
and both are okay. Um, you know, uh, I wouldn't say that there's anything to really write home about, but you know, it's not uh, it's not something I end up going. Hey, I'm just going to skip this. So there's that. Um, TV wise, not much of anything, really. Um, I'm still kind of in this funk where I don't really like watching stuff. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe a little change. I mean, I did manage to watch, as I mentioned, uh, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Next month, Loki comes out. Yes. I will I will probably be watching that. Uh, I just really want movie theaters to open up again. Yeah, me too. I, I really miss I think, going to theaters. Agreed. You know, I th you know like, uh, there's a ton of Marvel stuff coming out this year. Mm -hmm. that I'm mm -hmm. really looking forward to. Uh, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Black Widow, you know, all of which I would really like to sit in a movie theater uh, yeah. and, uh, and watch. Um, but other than that, you know, I haven't even really been playing Earth Dawn lately. I've kind of, uh, <laughs> instead of playing Earth Dawn, I've been playing Pathfinder. Um, we've still managed to get in a game or two of Pat's uh, Pathfinder campaign. Mm -hmm. Supposed to be playing that again tomorrow night. Well, not tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, Sorry. yeah. Um, my friend Peter's D&D uh, Fit That game is ongoing. And that's been, that's been fun as well. Uh, my friend uh, Michelle Merster just uh, joined up with us, so it's good to have him in the group. And that is pretty much it for me. Okay, let's move on to Mac. What have you been up to? Okay, well, uh, let's see. On the uh, movies and TV uh, side of things, um, Brenda and I just finished watching uh, Shadow and Bone. On Netflix, uh, that's a that's a really good series. Going to be looking forward to uh, the upcoming seasons. Apparently, they're uh, the uh, the showrunners have uh, five seasons five seasons worth of uh, material worked out. So that's what they're hoping to be able to get through. Hopefully, uh, Netflix or if Netflix doesn't, then somebody else will let them uh, get all the way through it. Um, let's see. I watched an older anime on Netflix called Soul Eater. Um, basically about a bunch of kids who are uh, in a school being run by the Grim Reaper and uh, they hunt down um, uh, what they call Thetian, which are uh, people that have uh, fed on souls to the point where they become evil uh, entities on, onto themselves and are really powerful. It's one of those shows where you go, okay, if these kids are just the students, uh, what are the teachers like? And then, well, okay, the teachers are okay, but they're nothing compared to what the students can do. <laughs> it's a fun, uh, it's a fun anime though. Uh, let's see, got other things here. Uh, I've started watching uh, 
a series that it came out, I think, last year, or might have been the year before, called Ragnarok. Oh, uh, yes, yes. The... Yes, it's a, it's a Norwegian uh, series. series. It's I've, really I've, seen, I've seen that in my Netflix list. It looks, yeah. it looks oh, kind yeah. of interesting. Season two is dropping on Thursday. Ooh. So it's about this kid in a small town called Eda, which uh, apparently has the... Uh, is known because uh, it was the last town in uh, in Norway to uh, to succumb to Christianity. So give up the old gods in favor of Christianity. Uh, and, you know, there's uh, all these climactic problems, you know, climate change and all that affecting them. And uh, it turns out that the giants are still around and uh, they're running corporations that are destroying the environment. And uh, this young fella discovers that he's a reincarnation of Thor. And so for the first season, it's him just sort of figuring out uh, what he is and what his place is. So season two will probably be uh, getting into the fight a little more. Yeah, I actually talked about that maybe two recordings ago when I uh, when I watched it the first time. It's an excellent show. I really, really liked it. Yeah, the the only problem is uh, I'm watching it uh, dubbed into English, and it's just different enough from the Norwegian that uh, the the syncing issues can be a little uh, weird. Plus, the uh, the the uh, people speaking in English are doing it with a Norwegian accent. It might actually be the the real actors just saying their lines in English. Mm -hmm. So it, it it's it's it, sa it sounds a little funny. It can be a little distracting that way, but uh, it the story itself is really really good. Um, I watched. Do you have the uh, option to put it in just subtitles or no? Yeah, you can do it uh, original Norwegian Norwegian with the subtitles. But I think that's may... what I'd probably do then. It's it's yeah. funny the the Norwegian subtitle or sorry the English subtitles and the English text that's being spoken are just different enough that like it, it, the same information comes across but it it looks and sounds different which which yeah. I found amusing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, I just find it a little distracting reading stuff and you can't you don't always see everything that's happening on the screen and sometimes mm -hmm. uh, that can be pretty key. Uh, so watched uh, season two of Love, Death, and Robots. Loved uh, it. I really loved season one. Season two left me... Uh, uh, well, it, it wasn't as good. I mean, there were a few really good stories, but uh, for the most part, uh, they all seemed unfinished. Like, they were just snippets of a much bigger story that was being told in that, in that world. Um, so it, it wasn't quite as satisfying as the first season was. Hopefully, uh, season three, if it comes up, is going to be uh, is going to be better. Um, I watched the first episode of Jupiter's Legacy, and decided at that point that that was enough. <laughs> what? Really, you weren't interested? Interesting. I no. really liked Jupiter's Legacy. No, the well, that first episode just uh, didn't quite do it for me. I guess it was uh, just the way the dad was compared to the son. Um, you know, they're they're in that big battle with the, the big bad guy right at the end and uh, and you know two of the heroes get killed by this guy he's about to go nuclear dad is uh, is defeated and on the ground you know right spoilers at <laughs> yeah I know it's spoilers sorry eh, I don't care yeah. any of your listeners who haven't seen it yet really we're sorry yeah, but... skip ahead to three minutes <laughs> now, yeah. sorry little late <laughs> just get it well, it's the end of the first episode, and I'm sure things change as it goes along. It's just, I don't know, the dad's reaction to what the son does just uh, 
you know, given the circumstances, seemed uh, a little out there. I mean, I understand, like, the right at the very beginning when uh, Dad set was telling the kids, you know, remember, the bad guys are people too, so they deserve respect also. Um, you know, I was thinking, oh, okay, that's finally a, a take on uh, the superhero genre that we don't really see very much. Uh, but I think Dad took it too far by the time we get to the end of that first episode, and so I lost interest in it. Uh, I, I, I'd say you should keep watching it, Pat. Okay. Keep watching it. Also, yeah. I, I was finding the production value seemed uh, a little low. I mean, the you watch really Agents of like Shield. The... You can't talk about low production when you've watched Agents of Shields or Batwoman. Shield was fantastic. Or Batwoman. You watch Batwoman. Yeah. And that's okay, got Netflix, very low Netflix, production value. Yeah, but Netflix also gave us the the MC MCU stuff like Daredevil and. Uh, and uh, Jessica Jones and so on, and Punisher, which had uh, fantastic production values. Yeah, but this this kind of thing doesn't have the kind of money that Marvel does. Exactly. True, but I mean, th you can also look at uh, Amazon with uh, with the boys, right? Mm -hmm. That still has a much better production value. Same. Uh, yeah, the thing is, though, I'm comparing Amazon to Netflix. Don't forget, Amazon's trying to t Prime's trying to take over for Netflix, mm -hmm. so. And they're you're, willing to spend. They're happy yeah. to lose money hand over fist every year. Okay. Yeah. You you can talk about that, but then as I said, I watched Shadow and Bone, and True. that that was way good, much better than uh, what I was seeing coming out of Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah. You, but it's, again, it's, it's, a, it's, point. it's because, yeah, yeah. It also depends on who the who the producers are and a whole bunch of other stuff, yeah. right? So I understand. I understand. But you. I mean, it does feel put the money into it to make it look a lot better. At least get it to the same sort of quality that the the boys has, because it's definitely trying to compete into the same market. Um, let's see, other things. Uh, okay, I got distracted here. Okay, uh, well, I'll. Uh, oh, yeah, been watching uh, the Flash. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, a lackluster season so far. Same thing with uh, Batwoman. Uh, things have been moving on Batwoman uh, as far as the Kate Kane story goes. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes or where that goes to. Uh, but uh, both Batwoman and Supergirl have uh, hit their breaks. I think Batwoman's going to be back later in June and uh, Supergirl isn't going to be back on air until uh, the end of August or the middle of August. Uh, let's see. Okay, gaming-wise, uh, not a whole lot. As Dwayne said, there's my uh, Pathfinder 2nd uh, Edition game that's alternate Wednesdays. So the uh, heroes have discovered uh, at least a part of the bad guys that are uh, showing up. Uh, it is uh, the Illithid Mind Flayers. Um, however, Mind Flayers aren't actually a part of the Pathfinder universe, so they are my homebrew creation, and uh, I've made them nastier the way I the way they should be. So, Took us long enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you still haven't found the entire plot. You've just run across one that was uh, sort of taking over. But they they were looking for this prince, the prince of the or the son of the emperor, uh, who had uh, gone into hiding apparently, and uh, so they found him. And it turned out that uh, he was now hosting a, a juvenile mind flayer. Uh, and they managed to uh, get him killed off just in time for the uh, servants of the manor to uh, start showing up. So we're going to be beginning right into a fight the next time that we play. Um, 
I'm finding that I've got a bit of a, uh, well, a bit of a dilemma, a bit of a conundrum going on, uh, because, uh, you know, the this COVID thing is looking like the end is in sight now. I've got uh, my my uh, first injection coming up this weekend, and then end of September got the second injection. So we should be into this situation where we can be meeting face to face again which is definitely a, a bright spot because the game is a lot better when we are face to face but uh, i've also found that i've really been enjoying the online tools from uh, from the different Roll 20 uh, and foundry and stuff like that exactly it, it and also not having to drive uh, a long yeah, ways in exactly. and long way out yeah i, I mean i I'm, I'm almost tempted to say let's keep it online but uh, uh, it is better if we go in person. But yeah, I, I mean, if the person hosting who usually hosts the the uh, the sessions isn't available, well, now we can still get together because everybody's sitting in their own living room or you know their office. Uh, people, the pe person who gives people rides isn't able to make it. Well, everybody can still show up, right? So it's uh, mm -hmm. it's a it's a lot more convenient and a lot easier to control the game. You know, some players do something unexpected. Um, because I have all, all the different beast series online, it's like, okay, quickly pull up the map, throw everything on, and oop, there we go. In, in three minutes, I've got uh, the scenario set up and ready for whatever players are wanting to do that caught me by surprise, right? So I do like, I do really like that as a GM, but yeah, there, you, you do still want to be in person as well. That That's a big part of what the tabletop gaming is all about, too. So, well, we'll have to see how things go in the future. Um, yeah. well, I I'm going to be doing remotes gaming all the time for a while, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, for the next year or so, that's what you're going to have to do. <laughs> yep, I'm here. But I know that there are people that have sort of stepped away from my game just because they don't like the online environment. Um, and so, you know, for, for their sake, we should be meeting again. But it is going to take a little getting used to uh, being able to run things in person rather than with all the neat tools on the computer online. Unless I can do something like talk Paul into uh, building a nice gaming table that I can do the maps on. But we've asked that for a few, we've asked that a few times. I know, I know. Plus, you know, you have to buy a, the the TV to use as the uh, tabletop and so on. Mm -hmm. And uh, where would it go? Yeah, where would it be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it it wouldn't be able to stay at my place, and people don't want to come. Well, I will be in Canada starting in September, so I am more central, but it's still, it's going to be a distance for, you know, if Dev ever wanted to come out of play, or uh, for Dwayne and uh, and Craig when they want to come out. You know, it's, the route's probably better, but the, the distance is probably worse. I hadn't realized that it was going to be so long before you actually moved in, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, our closing date is August 31st, so I'm going to be staying with my uh, sister-in-law over the summer. She's graciously allowed us to stay at her place, and that's in Marhaven. Uh, and uh, I guess the only other thing is I've actually started doing some reading again. I decided to uh, reread one of my favorite uh, culture novels uh, called Accession, so I'm uh, about three or four chapters into that. And yeah, it's as good as I remember it being. It, I, Ian, Ian M. Banks is a really fun writer. I really enjoy his stuff. And uh, yeah, that's where I am. 
that's my story. Okay, let's move on to you, Pat. I know you want to talk right. about um, a couple of things that I want to talk about, but I'll let you go first. We've watched the same. So it's Jupiter's Legacy. Um, yeah, I agree with Devram. You should watch more of the Patrick because they're setting stuff up in the, the first one with mm -hmm. the code and all that. That That's mm -hmm. a, a big thing for all the, all the shows. Right. Um, so that's the one I, I'll watch. I'll watch all the way. Uh, and it's different than uh, The Boys because The Boys is definitely, you know, Oh yeah, the boys has a darker tone to it. Then, um, yeah. then also uh, watched. Uh, I'm saving the last one for, for to segue into Devrum. Um, watched some two Hellboy animated ones. Uh, Sword, Sword of Storms was is goes into Japan, an ancient Japanese sword is found, and you know spirits and demons are, are are released and stuff like that. And Hellboy has to you know save the day. And then also Blood and Iron, uh, which was actually dealing with old, a vampire type one. When I saw that, I'm like, Blood and Iron? Is that going to be based in World War II with the Nazis or something? But nope, <laughs> it's actually, uh, it's actually uh, a vampire that um, Professor Bloom met way back when. I started watching um, Breach with, I mean, okay, we all know um, Die Hard Boy there. He he, uh, Bruce Willis. He he does just anything now, right? I mean, it's pretty much he he does any movie. Um, he's starring in a interstellar arc, which is there's a catapult, you know, there's a plague which is killing humanity. So only so many people are allowed to be on the ship, um, and they're responsible for the safety of stuff like that. But things start to go wrong. Um, so I've only just started watching it. I'll see how that goes. Uh, watched the one uh, I was meant to talk about before, Outside the Wire with uh, Mackie there. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Mackie, uh, where he's, it's basically there's the robots and stuff like that are, are being sent to war and advanced robots, I guess, are there as well. Hmm. That was good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was interesting because it's it's sort of like a different take of well, because I mean the U.S. military is looking at doing um, sort of robots for war and stuff like that. Uh, it was it, I didn't mind it. It was actually pretty interesting. I like I was quite impressed with it. I recommend it. It's a it's a straight up action sort of type of flick, but there is some more stuff going on for human emotions and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. A little bit of uh, you know identity uh, crisis as well. Some people, and also it's interesting because one of the other main heroes is a guy who is a drone operator who's never actually had to, you know, get involved with real combat because he's a drone operator, so he doesn't actually see, you know, casualties per se. Yeah. So I thought that was also an interesting uh, take of it as well. It was like showing the guy going from drone operator to, oh my god, this is what actually happens. Y yeah, yeah, that's what happens when you call on a drone strike from the ground. That's what it looks like. Um, I finished the other one. I'm trying to think. Else. Uh, nope, that's pretty much it uh, for TV and movies and stuff. Uh, there's one I'm saving again. Um, gaming. I got lucky the last couple times in the weekends been raining, so I've been able to say, "Hey, I can play a game." So I played some D and D, the very not advanced. Basic D D, you know, where an elf is a class, a halfling is a class. Oh. 
very first yeah. edition. -y. Very first edition, but it's it's not even it's, it's fun. Yeah, not even AD and D. The the box, the red box set, you know, um, which is interesting also because Roll Twenty actually has the character sheets and stuff like that for it. Um, so, and our buddy Eric, who's running it, he's he managed to get a hold of all the, well, he's had a whole bunch of the maps and everything. So there's tons of modules and tons of stuff that no one remembers anymore. And uh, it's 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 been fun. It's just sort of going back to the old the old old days. And the other one is I run my Cyberpunk on Friday night, so that's a okay. Um, and as I was telling Patrick earlier, they uh, there's a corporate war building up again, and a rogue AI who controls a satellite in space, obviously. So they've found some information. They have an idea of where to go, and they're being sent to take out the AI on the satellite. So in the so on the messengers though they started sending a whole bunch of stuff of Moonraker, the James Bond movie. Like yep yeah you guys are going to space in a shuttle against the military designed space station. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, then Devra missed yesterday because he was supposedly studying, but I managed since it was bad weather make it into the Paladin game, uh, which is also going quite well, except for my character who did a bad thing and now walked around with the uh, the horsehair shirt mm. for punishment. <laughs> and uh, the Lord said, you can't wear armor until I, you know, forgiven you. Wow. So, <laughs> yep, or our shield. I can't even have my shield, you know, thing. So I've got leather armor, basically. Not even. Woohoo, look at me. I just don't want to get hit. Well, in Pathfinder, that wouldn't be as big a problem. <laughs> and uh, the last thing, uh, so that's what I've been doing, getting ready for, you know, running um, Cyberpunk, which, as everyone knows, using Roll20 is nice, but there's a lot of, there is a lot more work to get everything ready, because you actually want to have all the maps and pictures and characters done up easily. Um... Then the last one I'm going to talk about is going to be segue to Devrim as well. Army of the Dead. Mm. With uh, Dave Batista. I saw it. I watched it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm not going to give any spoilers away because I'm sure some of the people are going to want to watch this. But it's a big, dumb, fun movie. Mm -hmm. mm. You know? uh, Batista, I'm surprised. He actually has some emotional moments and... Um, overall, I thought it was, again, well done. Uh, it's Zack Snyder. And this is stuff that he should be doing. Like, not Superman at all. He should not be touching Justice League or Superman anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did see, yes, there's the Snyder cut of Justice League. Did you actually watch that? Yep. Um, I watched it. Um, oh, that's right. It wasn't here last time for the talk. Um, I enjoyed it, but the problem is it's four hours long, right? Mm -hmm. So this shows you it should have been multiple movies leading up to the Justice League. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, they did they did okay with within the four hours, but the fact that it's four hours shows you you needed two or three, you know, one, two, or three movies beforehand instead of just dumping all this stuff in. It's good, Cyborg gets more, the Flash gets more, there is more stuff, but because it's four hours long, you're going this should have been either a miniseries or multiple movies leading up to the Justice League. 
and that's mm -hmm. it. So, I'd, like I said, I, it is better than Whedon's Snyder, you know, Whedon's version, um, which isn't hard. Because, I mean, considering Zack Snyder's one is four hours, and if you go from four to three, two and a half, yeah, a lot of shit's getting cut out. So, I recommend if you have lots of time or watch it over multiple days, check it out. It's still not, uh, you know, MCU, Avengers Endgame, or Infinity War level. But it is much better than the original, mm. which I know isn't hard to do. because That's not know. hard to do at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, by, yeah. Then on to Army of the Dead. Again, Snyder did a good job in this one. Um, again, it's it's zombies, which I'm surprised Dev watched, considering it was zombies. Mm. And did you enjoy it, Dev? I did like it. I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah, because it's, it's sort of a, a heist. It's set up as a heist idea, except, you know, instead of trying to get away from security guards, you're trying to make sure you don't get eaten by zombies. And the zombies don't really play that big of a role, at least not the shambling zombies, the ones that are just boring. Uh, they have much more advanced zombies in this, which, um, which are... Uh, or, like actually or, thinking and have tactics. So that, that was interesting. Well, you get, I think you get that from the trailer, right? If you watch a trailer, you can tell that there's a couple of, like, one zombie, the female zombie that they focus a lot in the trailer is obviously something special. Right? Yeah, I don't watch trailers. Just, exactly. So, um, and this, I've just been reading some more uh, Warhammer Fantasy, uh, Warhammer 40k. I picked up a, a few stuff from, from that. And I actually got my painting area set up, so hopefully um, this week or next week I'll be able to get some painting done again on some miniatures. Planning for 2021 <laughs> or 2022. Yeah, that's yeah it's yeah. coming. Yeah. And that is it for me. Okay, well, uh, I'll go on then. Like Pat said, I watched Army of the Dead, and it was quite fun. Um, I also, I, I watched so many movies. I'm mainly going to, I think, talk about movies right now. Uh, I'll just get right into it. So it started off with a Henry Rollins movie from 2015, I think, called He Never Died. Uh, oh, I talked about yeah, that was, Yes. A fantastic <laughs> movie. I'm not going to give away any information about it. Um, just know that he's a guy. He has a past, but he lives like this super, super boring life. And all of a sudden, onto his doorstep one day comes a 15, 16, 17-year-old girl who says that, that she's his daughter. And it's she's, good though. And she starts good finding job. out about his past, and uh, there's some revelations of that past. Anyway, very yeah. good movie. I really liked it. And yeah, and Rollins does a good job of it too. He does. Uh, another older movie. Um, so uh, my girlfriend Jennifer has been into disaster movies for whatever reason. So we've watched a bunch of them over the past year or so. Uh, the one with um... oh crap. Um, anyway. Uh... Not 2020, not in 2012. No, no, it wasn't 2012, but it was that there was some sort of storm happening. And then this, this, these two cops get stuck inside a, a apartment building as it's being raided by these drug dealers who are trying to get at this dude. Uh, anyway, there's, uh, there's all sorts of these. So the latest one that we watched was called Post Impact. Um, and Post Impact is basically there's an asteroid i think or something that hit the earth and so now there's all this cloud cover everyone's about to die uh dean kane who used to be the old superman plays as an ex-soldier in this post-apocalyptic movie about so so his family is is supposed to be flown to safety uh he's um uh it, it takes place in germany or it starts in germany at least he's a a, a soldier he's de designated as a 
guard for some important person who's I think an American uh, diplomat in Germany. Um, they're being evacuated. His family is supposed to join him. He gets whisked onto the plane uh, and they get left behind. And uh, he basically loses his shit, tries to attack his CEO, trying to get off the plane to get to his family. He's, he's basically um, subdued and the plane leaves without them. Cut to four years later, he's been trying to get back. He's now an ex-soldier. He, um, there, there are some survivors, but mainly everyone just lives underground. So anyway, he's been trying to get back to Germany this entire time. And uh, all of a sudden they find out that a, um, uh, a satellite that was in space that was kind of used to try to break up this asteroid um, uh, is functioning and is now actually targeting people on Earth. So someone's actually in control of it and the control center happens to be in Germany. So he's basically drafted uh, to, to, to take to uh, this place, to show them how to get to this place. And they're trying to shut down this um, this uh, this satellite. Anyway, very cool movie. Um, I'm not really big on these post-apocalyptic. I, I, actually, I guess I do like post-apocalyptic because there's a bunch of those in this, in this list. But uh, the whole disaster movies, I'm kind of sick of them. But anyway, that was fun. Uh, another post-apocalyptic movie was called Io Last on Earth. Uh, in this one, environmental change has basically screwed up the planet so much that uh, the air is turning to uh, a, a mixture that can't sustain life. And so all the, most of the people have died out. Uh, a few people have escaped on these colony ships um, to one of the moons of, of Saturn or Jupiter. And they're, from there, they're doing a staging in order to get to Alpha Centauri. And I think they found a hab habitable planet somewhere. And they're, so they're, they're trying to do like these colony ships to, to reseed humanity. Right. And, uh, but there's a few people who are still left on Earth. There's still a couple of shuttles like in the high ground above the, the area where, um, where I guess this air is a little bit, a bit more dense than the air that we can breathe. So the high ground is still habitable. And there are a few people who still live out there. And this one girl... Um, She's basically surviving on at this planetarium with her father, who's like the scientist, and they're studying it, trying to to save bees. I think was the the real thing they were trying to do there. They were trying to see if they could um, mutate bees so they would they would live in an environment where they could um, uh, live in this new atmosphere. And if that could happen, then they could reseed plants and bring like life kind of back to this this new um, this new mixture and then hopefully people would either continue living um, inside shelters and using breather masks to go outside mm -hmm. or um, find some way to adapt to it themselves so anyway she's she's doing this research and um but it, it like things aren't going well the last of these ships that are evacuating earth is about to leave and all of a sudden out of nowhere um Anthony Mackie shows up in a inflatable balloon, uh, and apparently she's been he's been searching for this scientist, uh, finds her. They develop a romance, and he's basically now going to save her, take her to this last colony ship, so they can get off the planet. Anyway, so it's it's actually a pretty good movie. Io, Last on Earth, that's what it's called. Okay. Uh, then I watched the new Michael B. Jordan movie, uh, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Um, so that's our mentality. Sorry, yes. It was interesting. Uh, it wasn't good, but uh, but it was at least interesting. Apparently, the book is like a thousand times better. Um, well, as, 
it's setting up the uh, the whole Rainbow Six thing. Yes, exactly. At the end of which, uh, the, they they talk about the formation of Rainbow Six, which is like his other big long-standing series. Um, it was it was okay. I I watched it. I enjoyed it. It's mindless action. If you don't mind mindless action, you turn off your brain and just watch it happen. Like motivations don't really make sense. Nothing in the movie makes sense. But whatever. It was, it was action. Yep. It's like, but why are they do if they want this and why did they do don't no 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 don't don't, exactly. don't try not important. Don't. <laughs> uh then I watched a movie called Oxygen. Uh this movie is sci-fi, pure sci-fi, really good sci-fi, where this woman wakes up in a, a medical um uh high-tech medical unit. Um and she has no memory of who she is or how she got there. She's trying to figure out what's going on. Um she starts piecing some pieces together. Uh, she gets some information that the unit is um, auto fully automated and has like an AI that, that she talks to. And so she gets some information and finds out what's going on. Very cool movie. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, it's it's weird because the like 99% of the movie takes place in a very small enclosed space that she's trapped in. She can't get out of. Uh, so budget wise, it must have been like super, super easy to make, except for the fact that there's a lot of like high tech CGI stuff that gets added on over top of it. But it was good. It was a really good movie. Okay. Um, then I watched a cyberpunk movie with um, uh, one of the Scar Scars guards, the, the really pretty one, the, the, the guy who played Eric the Viking. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Uh, this one was called Mute. Uh, so it's Alexander. Alexander. That's the one. Um, it's set in a cyberpunk Germany, which is kind of cool. Um, and it's a story of, of this guy who, at a very young age, um, had damage to his throat so he can't speak. And um, he becomes a bartender and he falls in love with a girl who works in the bar that he tends in. And it also happens to be like the, the center point of all the criminal activity that's happening in Germany or in whatever town they're in. Um, and so she goes missing and then he starts trying to hunt her down. Um, very cool movie. Um, really cool use of, of cyberpunk, cyberpunk uh, technology and imagery. So it, it looks like modern day, but everyone's like walking around all teched out. And, you know, people is that have, on Netflix? Uh, Sorry, is that I, on Netflix? Oh, that's an excellent question. I think it's Amazon Prime. Okay. What's it called again? It's Isn't called it Mute. No, that's Netflix. Mute. Is it? Is it? Okay, maybe it's Netflix. I honestly don't remember. But it was very good. Uh, then I watched a British show called iBoy. Again, kind of cyberpunkish. Uh, a kid is in the middle of a violent attack by some criminals. Uh, he's trying to phone for help, and a shot hits his cell phone, and the cell phone erupts, and I guess parts of it get embedded into his head. And so from there, apparently, he can now... He can now uh, uh, control all technology. <laughs> like he has access to everyone's cell phones, all their information. He can control things that cell phones shouldn't really be able to touch. Basically, he somehow has control over. Um, cool, very cool. And he basically, it's a revenge fantasy where he goes and hunts down the people who did him and uh, his uh, wannabe girlfriend wrong. That was very good. Then I watched. Oh, I saw, I saw Mute years ago. I did some watch it. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's a pretty old movie. I think it's uh, 2015, 2016, thereabouts. So yeah, it's it's not new, but uh, very, very good if you like cyberpunk. Uh, I watched a movie called Outlander, not to be confused with the TV show Outlander, which is like a modern-day woman goes back in time to uh, Scotland, I think, during like the Highlander time, or during the um, uh, uh, William Wallace time. This is a... Basically, it's a space marine 
Um, he's a soldier, a futuristic uh, soldier who crash lands in Norway at a, um, uh, a village of Vikings, basically. And there's uh, all of a sudden a creature starts attacking the nearby settlements. And of course, this settlement has is kind of in a feud with another settlement. So there's some misunderstandings when people start getting killed by this creature. Uh, everyone thinks that the other group is in on it so there's like this war happening anyway he's captured by this this um settlement and tries to warn them about the the, the danger that he's that that's coming and uh and then he basically kind of they they join together and they fight this i'm gonna go out and say it's a dragon it's a dragon <laughs> uh very cool movie uh very very cool movie it's like um yeah viking settlement in the eighth century uh, okay. Then I watched a Gina Carano movie, one of two Gina Carano movies. I may have talked about the first one last episode called Daughter of the Wolf, where uh, she plays um, an ex-soldier who yes. comes back to um, uh, find his missing, her missing sister or son or so someone was missing. She has, her dad had some money that was hidden away. Criminals want that money. So they kidnap, I think it's her child, uh, to, yes. to, uh, to get her to give them the money. And then she goes in enacts her revenge on them this one is called scorched earth she plays as a bounty hunter again in a post-apocalyptic setting um and there's uh, uh one bad guy who has like this huge bounty on him that no one's able to collect because he's basically created his own settlement where he's the king of um and everyone in that town protects him so she kind of goes undercover joins his gang and um eventually capture in her, in her, eventually so she can capture him and bring him in for the bounty okay um, i did see the other one though the daughter well. of the wolf yeah it's not bad i mean yeah, it was good it's, 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 it's good for a revenge right. fantasy movie yeah uh, i think that's everything in for for movies uh for tv shows we've talked about most of the stuff already shadow and bone very good uh uh, Jupiter's Legacy, I watched very good. Love, Death, and Robots, very good. Um, we talked about, I think, this last time people were talking about uh, two animated shows that I watched. Uh, Yasuke, which is uh, about this black right. man in um, samurai Japan who's uh, who was at one point um, uh, a soldier, a, a samurai, uh, to Oda Nobunaga's um, uh, emperor. And basically, he was there at his final end when he committed suicide. Uh, and then he basically just tries to live as a, a boatman, like a ferryman, um, hides his identity. But of course, he's a black man in Japan, so everyone kind of knows basically who he is. Or at least there's, there's stories about him and about how he used to be a soldier. Um, very, very good. Uh, that showed up on my list. I was like, yeah, that looks interesting. For some reason, uh, though, feudal Japan somehow has robots and and mecha that that show up and and, and do battle on behalf of the emperor I, I i was expecting i was talking to patrick about this before we started i was expecting there to be magic because that's normal in that uh that that feudal time frame but i was not expecting there to be mecha and robots and they showed up no, out of nowhere I... absolutely zero explanation as to why they're there it's just taken on on face value that yep there are robots in this okay mm -hmm. I also watched. Well, you know, it makes sense, right? It makes sense, right? It, Japan, ex right? Except that it doesn't. It doesn't make sense at all, and it shouldn't make sense. But whatever, you just go along with it, and it's it's not worth stressing over why there's Mecha showing up in feudal Japan. You just say, okay, fuck it. There's Mecha in feudal Japan, and you go along with it. I was already expecting magic, so fuck it. Yeah. Uh, I also yeah. watched a lovely superhero movie called, or a TV show called Invincible. 
Uh, it's animated. Oh, I think yeah. we talked about this last time as well. We it's we about last time. Yeah. yeah, it's very much on in line with kind of the boys. Uh, the superheroes are a lot more brutal in the in this show than they were in uh, in the boys. They're not like the boys. It's more like actually now that I've seen Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, it's the it's heroes a lot. are like that. Yeah, because uh, they're not they're not scummy like the boys are. Like the right. superheroes and in, in, in well, sorry, super quote-unquote heroes and right. the boys are not really heroic right right they're, uh, they're just pieces invincible, of shit invincible most of the heroes are heroes mm -hmm. yeah except that some of them are not yeah um i'm, I'm a big fan of the comics mm. i've seen about half of the first episode i will definitely go back to see the rest of it oh but, i thought, I thought um, you were going to say not interested no i mean it's pretty true to the to the comics. Okay, that's good. Mm -hmm. uh, and the comics were, for the most part, very good. And the last show, it, it doesn't really fit in with the stuff that we normally watch, but it was called LA's Finest. Um, it's actually, uh, I wasn't, I didn't realize this when I started watching it. It's actually kind of a continuation of the Bad Boys series that Jerry Bruckheimer did. Um, one of the main characters in this new show is the sister of um not lowry but the other guy um my uh martin freeman martin what's his name martin someone anyway uh not 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 prince not prince of bel-air the other guy um his sister who shows up in the second movie uh reprises her role she's now moved from um miami yeah, which martin yeah. Martin Martin Lawrence Martin Lawrence the Martin Lawrence thank you oh okay. yeah so his sister from the second movie uh, who was at that at that time working in the DEA uh, now has become a police officer with NYPD or sorry with um, LAPD so she's moved from Miami to LA and she's introduced to um, uh, another female cop and the two of them are, do like this buddy cop show it's it's good I, it was very enjoyable it's uh, it's a Bruckheimer show so there's plenty of like explosions and violence that that you would expect from his type of uh, of media. So Scorched Earth is now on my watch list. Yeah, Scorched Earth was good. I actually watched like I like that. Um, I would recommend any of the movies that I that I talked about. They were all quite good, very uh, very enjoyable. Uh, as for video games, there's been no new video games since the last time we talked. Uh, Paul, if he were here, he'd be talking about Wildlands because that's the new thing he's gotten into. Uh, I'm considering getting into um, the new Valheim. Uh, it's kind of like an open world um, Viking era uh, survival style game. And apparently there's huge uh, opportunity for not just co-op, but your own personal co-op server where you and your friends have a persistent world that you can play in. Um, so that might be something interesting to do for the live stream. So um, we might want to look into it. It's still in early access. It's not completed yet, but uh, it looks like it could be fun. Um, there's... Have you watched the Bad Batch? Uh, I have, I have not started watching Bad Batch yet because the series hasn't been completed. Uh, once the okay. series is fully complete, I will sit down and watch all of it. I, I watched all of the um, uh, the Clone Wars shows, so I'll, I'll definitely watch Bad Batch. They're, they're well done. I'm, I'm not a fan of the revisionist history, but that's the new reality of Star Wars in 2021. So I don't have a choice. If I want to watch Star Wars, I have to buy into the, the bullshit live, revisionist history. Live, live with it. Yeah. 
I'm not happy about it. And my games will never include that version of history. My games always have a, a, the, the proper version of history where the Clone Wars were fought against the clones, but we don't need to talk about that. We, it's a long dead horse that we've been flogging for a long time. So um, for role-playing games, um, my Thursday night game has come to a hiatus. We uh, had a very big adventure that um, that they finally finished. I gave them a ton of experience. I, g I gave them a bunch of money and we said, okay, why don't we pause here? I'll recharge my batteries. Let's do something else. Uh, so they've decided they want to play D&D 5th Ed. I'm not really that into it, but whatever. I love the guys, so we'll, I'll go along with it. Um, we're set in a, a setting where um, it's different than like the normal Forgotten Realm setting. It's like the guy's own setting. Uh, mainly it you're dealing with uh, dwarves and uh, a, a giant race whose name I don't remember. Um, they're like the, the prominent races and there's a few other um, like humans I think are still around. Uh, some of the, the, the more uncommon races are available, but for the most part you're playing either dwarves or you're playing this other race. Uh, and it, it's, it looks interesting. I'm, I'm sure it's going to, I'm sure we're going to have a good time. Um, hopefully it won't be too tactical. I can, I can hear the enthusiasm. I know. I, the, the problem hey. is I, I don't like, I don't like what D&D has become. I don't like that it's mainly a tactical skirmish game more than anything else, but you only play one character. Um, I, I don't like grids. I don't like facings. I don't like uh, prestige uh, actions. I don't like any of it. I don't like anything to do with Fifth Ed. Take me back to second where I'm you didn't basic, care. No, basic. Yeah, basic. basic. Exactly. Where where your race oh, you is your, your class. <laughs> roll, roll your stat. What? You want to try something? Where I roll your stat. That's it. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm going to sneak. There, there's, there's, something, there's something to say about the simplicity of going back to yeah, basic or even the slightly more advanced uh, AD&D or, or the second edition AD&D, which is my favorite. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to give it a try. So I, I will at least have some experience with the, the system. So when I talk about how much I dislike it, I'll be authoritative instead of just guessing that I'm not going to like it. And I think that literally is everything I want to talk about. Before we go into segment two, why don't we do our shout out to our Patreon member of the month? Um, mm -hmm. uh, we, we keep skipping over her, so I, I think we should definitely do Aisha this time. Right, so... No, you did that last time. You did that last time. You haven't done Jen. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, so shout out to this week or this month goes to Jennifer. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Um, we hope that you enjoy the, the what you hear. And uh, if you would like to be a, a Patreon member, you can just join us at patreon.com slash OOTVpod. Okay, let's move on to segment two. All right. Well, I don't know if everyone saw the one I put on our, our, our page about Henry Cavill. Oh, yes. Is coming as Highlander. Yep. Yes, uh, I'm. I'm totally on board. I love Henry Cavill. Uh, I like the Highlander one movie they made and the awesome TV show. Uh, and apparently, there's an animated <laughs> series that I haven't seen. But yeah, so 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 far, if they're redoing that first movie, that that only movie they ever made, I'm totally on board. <laughs> Why redo it? It was a good. It was a good movie. No need to redo it. Like, but listen, just... it'll be a perfect addition for our next record or a uh, next recording of um, uh, attack uh, review of the clones. Yes. Review. Yeah, attack of the clones. Um, yeah. um, in my in my opinion, don't get me wrong, I love the first and only movie, mm -hmm. but the TV show blew it out of the water. Oh, true, true. The the, the TV show was fantastic. It, it had a lot more to a lot more to the well, character. It had a lot more. Yeah, they had time. The, con to build the up. concept, the concept, in my opinion, just worked 
far better as a TV show sure. than it ever did as a film. So what you're saying is Henry Cavill should come back as for a new TV show. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. I wouldn't mind that. Listen, I'm a huge fan of Henry Cavill. I think he's an excellent actor. Um, he already has a lot of uh, sword experience from when he was doing The Witcher. Um, he's a gamer like us. He's a geek like us. So I'm on board. Let's do it. Okay. Like I said, I just sort of was like, we don't need to do something new. I know. It would be awesome if they did something new, but this is something that already has an existing fan base and a fan base that it has been waiting so long for a good Highlander movie as a sequel or a... <laughs> Uh, yeah. reboot that uh, yeah. and, that we're on board. and let's and let's face it i mean like there's a high there's an entire generation of geekdom that probably has no clue what highlander is mm-hmm. well they probably so, know what it is but they don't really know the experience yeah so i mean there's there's a new audience for a remake after there i mean you know, it's been almost 40 years. You know, it's 35 years this year since Highlander yeah. came out. <laughs> That's a lifetime. Mm-hmm. That's two generations, I think. Three. Well, it's every seven years is considered a generation. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I, I, since you can't really have a child at seven years old, I, I usually go every 12 to 14, 12 to 16 years as a generation for me. Um. I know it's well, okay. It's our listeners are not going to hear about this before the end of May because I don't think you'll have it out by then. Uh, I might, I might have it out before the weekend. Uh, it definitely, if I don't have it out by Thursday, it's not happening until after uh, after the end of May. Hero Forge is having a special for color printed mint minis. You get to save five dollars on it. Hmm, okay, uh, uh, I haven't the had the need to make a, my own mini, but and Hero Forge, it's not, it's not cheap. Like it's, it's each nope. each mini is going to cost you a fair amount of money. Um, it's not too bad. I mean, if you want to specialize your own your own mini, though, sure, sure. it's a way to do it. Yeah, it's, it's um, custom to what you want. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm having a special right now. Color mini May, and you get $5 off in the printing. That's okay. the other. And then I know Patrick and I are going to talk about the same, probably Dwayne as well. Eternals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the trailer dropped this morning. And oh, I, I haven't I, seen that yet. I have refused to watch it. Um... I don't know if I'm all that gung ho about watching it. Well, but it, it turns is a tough story to tell in the first place, just because of the the scale, the scope and scale of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And especially since it's, it's going to rewrite a lot of the MCU as well, right? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. they were the first. They were. They were always there. Yeah. It's like, where were you bastards when we were dying with the Infinity Gauntlet, you sons yeah, of bitches? That, that, was, that wasn't important enough to bring you out? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure they'll find some way of saying, oh, they were busy doing something else somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they, were, yeah. they were caught with the reality gem and just were stuck somewhere else. Well, maybe when Thanos snapped, he actually got rid of all of them. So they weren't around. Uh, yeah. yeah. I... I, I have to admit, way back when they had the whole mutant issue, I was really kind of surprised they didn't try to... They were going into the Inhuman route rather than the uh, eternal, uh, the Eternals route because the Eternals have it built in to do something that's about the same as a mutant because you've got the Deviants who have no yep. control over their genetic makeup. You know, that sounds like a mutant. 
So it would have been the uh, the perfect uh, way to fit things in, but uh, they went their own way. And like I said, I mean, it's I'll, I'll probably still watch it because it's Marvel. Mm -hmm. And overall, mo I've enjoyed most of the Marvel ones. Um, I, I, I was I was really upset the Inhumans didn't work out, but again, low budget mm -hmm. story change. And I'm sorry, Medusa. The why you want Medusa is her hair, like, yeah, and they're shaving her hair off right away. Anyways, that's we've talked about that before. Dwayne, do you have anything for news and rumors, or Patrick, do you have more? Are we excited about the new Loki movie coming up or TV show? TV show, oh, heck TV yeah, show. yeah, yeah, with Owen Wilson. It's coming out, uh, what in a couple of weeks, June, yeah, yeah. June 11th, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, just a couple of weeks from now. Well, I still don't have uh, Disney Plus, so that that's out of my wheelhouse right now. Hey, June listen, I don't have it either, yep. and yet I will definitely watch it once all the episodes have been released. Yes, it's it's we not. It's our, not, our, it's, our it's not important maybe. enough yes. to me that I have to watch it the way I watched um, Mandalorian. So I can. I'm happy to wait until after they finish all the episodes airing, and then I'll watch it all. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, the Time Variance Authority is one of these background things at Marvel that have been it's been around for decades, and every now and then one of the writers will come up with fun ways to use it. And that um, Dan Slott did some really fun stuff with the TVA in his run on She-Hulk, for example which was a run of comics notable for how much fun stuff was in there. And they look like uh, they're doing it right. Um, Owen Wilson is playing um, Michael M. Mobius, I think is the name. But uh, that character, I have a bit of a soft spot for simply because uh, he was based on one of the Marvel writers, a guy named Mark Grunewald, who, amongst other things, had one of the longest runs on Captain America you've ever heard of. Uh, he did a great run on a book called Quasar, and he was the archetypical Marvel geek within Marvel. Like, the trivia this guy knew would surpass just about anybody. Uh, Grunewald passed away a number of years ago. He was such a comic book fan that Marvel agreed to his final request, which was that his ashes were mixed into the ink for a special print run of his uh, Squadron Supreme limited series. Uh, they, it's been out in trade paperback ever since, and on one of these runs of the trade paperback, um, it's literally Grunewald's final resting place. And so the character based on him is part of Loki, which I love. And it just, it looks like it's a lot of fun. Um, lots of Marvel style, uh, tiny wimey nonsense. So should be good. Mm -hmm. I forgot to talk about this last time. Did you guys any someone see the trailer for She-Hulk? Did you mention that, Dwayne? I didn't think there was a trailer for Shield. Yeah, I haven't seen one. There is a trailer. 
Oh. Is it a fan? How much oh, do you want to bet? Fan made. It's fan, fan made, yeah. 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 Fan made. Sorry. But, uh, we should. It wouldn't surprise me if we get something for Miss Marvel fairly soon. Mm. Oh, um, that's a little bit of Marvel news. Uh, Modoc has dropped. Yes. I oh, have yeah. on on Hulu, I think. No, no, or no, just no, no. or in Canada on Disney Plus. Okay. On Disney Plus, yeah. Because all almost all the Hulu stuff is now on Disney Plus internationally, because Hulu is only in the states. Yeah. So it makes it makes for some interesting mix. I mean, uh, for example. Alias, the Jennifer Garner show, hmm. is on Disney Plus. Hmm. It's a bit of an odd fit with Disney, <laughs> and well, you know that's actually a pretty mild know. example. Hey, you know what's on Disney Plus? Deadpool and Logan. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> again, stuff that would be on Hulu in the states. But yes. internationally, is part of the Star Collection for Disney Plus. Ooh, and the original Predator is on there too. Cool. Sorry, I just saw that. Yeah, there's a lot of good older stuff on there, that which I'm grateful for because Netflix has gotten away from having older stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. What, speaking uh, of older stuff, I forgot about this. Um. I'm kind of in the middle of watching this odd little uh, Teenagers Get Powers movie called Chronicle. Anyone seen it? Oh, yes. Yes. That's the guy who did who, who went on to do Fan 4 Stick. Yeah. Yeah. Chronicle was actually good. I liked yeah. Chronicle. Yeah. But, I mean, like... Um... And they even got the Superman uh, homage at the very end. Yeah, but if you have any genre awareness at all, you can see how everything's going to go wrong <laughs> coming oh, oh, yeah. a long way away. I mean, it's more like a... It's not quite Brightburn, but it's still an idea more like a horror... Like, this would have been... if It's horror with superheroes, basically. Yeah. Chronicle, sort of, right? Yeah, Brightburn's on Netflix now. Yeah. I just saw that uh, that it showed up on Netflix. I got a notification about it recently. Um, I was going to say there's a, a a movie that I recommended to Pat, but he wasn't actually on that episode, so he, there's a good chance that he didn't hear about it. Um, I, and I'm drawing a blank as to the actual name of it, but basically it is the equivalent of Brightburn, except with the Norse gods, uh, and it is awesome. I, 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 yeah, so you know how Brightburn is the story of Superboy is if he had been raised yeah. by... Uh, someone other than the Kents. Uh, well, this is kind of a similar. It's uh, an American who doesn't realize or didn't realize that his family had Norse heritage and blood until he actually returns to Norway, and then all of a sudden bad things start happening around him, and uh, and the government's hunting him down because you know just shit explodes whenever he's nearby, and uh, and it turns. And you out, don't, but you don't remember the name of it. Though, I, right? I don't remember the name of the movie. Um, uh, I, I can look it up. It, it'll be on um, on Amazon Prime somewhere. Well, What's I'll, on Amazon? Yeah, it's it's on Prime. 
Okay, I, I, also, I also have two other movies that I totally forgot to talk about. One is a uh, Jennifer Gardner revenge porn movie called Peppermint. Um, it's, oh, yes. If, yes. if, you, like, too. <laughs> if yes. you like drug dealers being being slaughtered left, right, and center by a vigilante God. mom, Peppermint is yeah. awesome. Uh, the other movie I want to talk about, we just watched it last night. Uh, it's the new Men in Black International um, so the latest in the Men in Black series. Uh, this one has Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth in it, and it is very funny. Hemsworth uh, kind of plays this this jaded um, star um, uh, agent who kind of is coasting on his past glory more than anything else, and he's kind of just more like a playboy, and, and he just does whatever the fuck he wants. And there's like this, this uh, button-down agent who... You know, can't stand him and is always trying to get him into trouble. Uh, their interplay is very funny. It's it's it was a it was a fun movie. If, if you like those, yeah, movies. Well, it's 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 a full on Thor Ragnarok reunion because the other agent is Tessa Thompson. Oh yeah, Valkyrie. yeah, who plays Valkyrie? Yeah. That's, that's right. It was it was very enjoyable. Like if you like Men in Black movies and just fun alien explosions and and cool things happening, it's it's very good. It's really well done. Uh, Dev, I think I found your movie. It's called Mortal. Yeah, it is called Mortal. Is that, okay? That's the one. Yep. Okay. Oh, speaking of Mortal, I actually sat down and watched the Mortal Engines movie as well. Another thing I forgot to talk about. Um, it's very, very. What's our news and news and rumors? <laughs> no, forget news and rumors. Back to second one. Uh, the I, I understand why people shat on the Mortal Engines movie, but if you've at all read the books, and I tried to read the books or at least listen to the books on audio, I got basically to the point where the kid was ejected from the um, from the the moving city. And uh, and and uh, hooked up with the girl, and they started to become friends. I, that's about how far I got in the actual books. And uh, it's it's not a great series of books as the the basis for the show or the movie. And the movie tries to cram way too much into too small a time period, so it's a bit of a mess. But uh, you know, if if you like to see giant cities running around trying to eat each other, um, you might enjoy the movie. Oh, that sounds like Hunter Carter of Mars. It does it sound like John Carter or Morris? Do they have well, there, moving, moving guys? There's a giant yes. moving city in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Apparently, um, there's a, a a there was a huge battle or uh, whatever. It's post apocalyptic, like like everything I watch, and uh, and the only way these cities could survive is to go out and get their own resources. So they turned every city or not most cities into um, moving cities, and there are like small little villages who are um, who go out and like mine salt apparently salt is very important to them for some reason and uh and fuel and so these big cities hunt down little cities and eat them and during the eating process take their raw materials and turn them into uh fuel for their for their engines and then of course they take the the people that they liberate from these other cities and incorporate them into their own usually as slaves or indentured servants and they can buy their way out whatever so it's a way to replenish their population at the same time it's it's an interesting th- Theory wise, but um, I don't know how well the execution was. And of course, the, ba- uh, the bad guys oh. are, are cartoonishly bad, as always. Mm, yeah. One dimension. I'm not a fan of that sometimes. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 is on Crave now, mm. if anyone's interested in that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm watch considering it. picking up Crave again for a month just to see it. It's it's average at best, I'd say. It's uh, it's not terrible as a action flick, but eh, the first one was so much better. A couple of little um, bits of, of news. Um, 
I think we mentioned that the CW decided to do, of all things, a live-action Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, apparently um, they weren't happy with the pilot, so they are redoing the pilot. Okay. Um, they're keeping they're keeping pretty much everyone involved with that pilot, except for the script. Okay. So they apparently didn't like the tone or something like that, and so they're completely redoing it, um, but with the same people involved. Um, um, other fronts, um, the Black Lightning spinoff Painkiller is not going to be going forward. Oh, no? With the CW. Um, maybe so, somewhere else then? Um, don't think so. Uh, I'd say it's pretty unlikely. Um, and one thing, I don't know if we mentioned here before, but the whole notion of it just strikes me as hilarious. Uh, James Gunn is doing a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> is it going to really? be like a variety show the way the Star Wars Christmas special was? <laughs> I, I, kinda, I have no I, idea. I kind of hope it is. Details are very scarce. <laughs> cool. But it is It is most definitely happening. Okay. So, and I forgot to mention on my list of Marvel stuff coming out, um, the latest Spider-Man movie is coming out this December. Oh, yes. So hopefully no by then we'll be back in theaters again. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. So, anyways, that's it. That's all I've got. Okay. Anyone have anything else they want to talk about? Not that I can think of. Oh, there is the Lego Star Wars holiday special dev on in Disney Plus, but not the original. Oh well. But you can get that through YouTube easily enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's still available. I know the uh, the portion with uh, Leonard Nimoy was Leonard Nimoy part of it. He was singing, I think. No. Uh... no. Leah was singing. They're all singing. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've seen it maybe like once. I don't think I even saw it all the way through and gave up on it a long time ago. Oh come I, on! I, I do old, miss the old, old man, old man porn, you know. Uh, I do miss the old uh, droids and Ewoks TV shows, though. Those are fun. Yes, <laughs> those are great. Those will probably show up on Disney Plus sooner or later. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked they're not already there because it's content that they would be able to just release without having to put any effort into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have anything for Segment 3. Okay, well, we don't have to do a Segment 3. We went super long in Segment 1 anyway and then returned to it halfway through Segment 2, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine calling it here. Okay. Okay, so thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. We'd like to thank Radio Free Music for our intro and outro music. Both songs were done by an amazing artist named Silent Partner. The intro music is called Drop and Roll, and the outro music is called Grand Navy Plaza. And we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash OOTBpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.